The content of this podcast should not be considered financial or investment advice. All interviews and discussions are opinions only, and the podcast has been created without taking into consideration the listener's financial objectives, financial situation, or needs. Listeners should obtain independent advice before making any financial decisions. Hi, this is Barry Fitzgerald, Garen Perro columnist for Stockhead. Welcome to another edition of the Explorers podcast. Today we're delving back into the world of lithium, the fast-paced market, if there ever was one. Now, the company we're talking to today is Essential Metals. The code is ESS. It's trading at around 42.5 cents for a market cap of 113 million, fully diluted. And I'm sure uh, lots of people know about the project. It's Pioneer Dome. It's about 130 kilometres south of Kalgoorlie and more importantly, uh, not all that far from the port of Esper. It's about 270 clicks down to the uh, south there. With us today, we have Tim Spencer, the Managing Director, who will give us an update on where the project's at and what the plans are to move along that value chain and uh, eventually look uh, to get the project into production. So with that, I'll say, g'day, Tim. Welcome to the podcast. Good morning, Barry, and, uh, and thanks for giving me this opportunity. Now, Tim, uh, Pioneer Dome, we've seen uh, resource uh, estimates made for the project as it's coming along, but uh, today, luckily enough, you've uh, appointed an independent uh, engineering group to uh, get cracking on a scoping study. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct, Barry. We think that um, the resource we have is eminently mineable, and uh, the scoping study will demonstrate that, I think, and it just helps us convey to, uh, to investors the, the robustness of a, uh, a lithium project like ours. Now, it, is, uh, it will be an independent one, as in it's being done by an outside uh, consultancy group. At the end of that, you'll be able to demonstrate some uh, initial figures around uh, capital costs and operating costs, do you think? Yeah, that's correct. That's, that, that's really the intent of the, uh, of the scoping study. And who, who have you got doing it? Well, we've appointed a group called Primero, and, and Primero is probably well known to, um, to listeners who follow the lithium space, they're, they're sort of probably the leading engineering firm um, and covering more than just engineering, metallurgy as well and construction. Uh, and uh, and, and they've been involved in, uh, you know, I think just about all the lithium plays uh, in Australia just about and, uh, and of course, um, some of the uh, ones overseas as well. Yeah, the name certainly rings a bell with me when I think about uh, Pilbara Minerals and Core. Yeah, correct, yeah. So they're, they're, and, they're, and they're heavily involved. They were appointed the um, EPCM contract for Covalent, so the, uh, the Mount Holland project for West Farmers and SQM. Right, a $1.7 billion project, the next uh, big one off the rank. Mount Holland, it's, uh, actually, that's a nice um, segue there because um, the resource estimate currently at Pioneer Dome is, uh, I think, around 11 uh, million tonnes at 1.21%. So it's not in the, the same league as, say, a Mount Holland project. But we've seen, I think, uh, Core is an example. Core's got around 20 million tonnes, I think, at the moment. And they've got a market cap of 2.2 billion. So as you move these things along the value chain, there's some real value creation can occur. So your scoping study is step one in that, I guess. Yeah, that's correct. And and, and one of the uh, the points about Core 2 is that they actually started on a resource just over 14 million tonnes. Um, and, and so we're taking a very similar approach where it's 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 keep progressing the project and advancing because the market is very, very strong uh, in terms of fundamentals for lithium. And, uh, of course, in parallel with um, moving towards development, we're continuing to explore. And, and you know, hopefully we have a bit of uh, geological luck and, and we can we grow our resource. So we, we move forward on a development basis. 
um, but we continue to explore to add um, to the uh, the resource. You're in a part of the world where there's a couple of uh, operating mines, Bald Hill and Mount Marion aren't too far away, I don't think. I was just wondering, the tell us a bit about the resource estimate, um, the grade, how does that compare with some of the others in the region? Yeah, look, it's a very good grade. I mean, Bald Hill is about 70 kilometres from us. That's about just under 1%. Uh, Baldania is uh, southeast of us, about 70 kilometres. That's about, um, I think, one, just over one as well, or just under one percent. Uh, we're, we're sitting at uh, an average of 1.21 across three deposits. Uh, the main ore body is the Cade deposit, um, and that's got a, an indicated uh, category of 5.4 million tonnes at 1.3. So there's a, there's a higher grade element to it. But the beauty of what we've got too, um, Barry, is that um, the three deposits that make up the resource all come to surface. They're all um, tabular or, you know, very straight in both in um, horizontally and vertically. So it makes it a lot easier to mine them. They're not sort of, if you look at some deposits, they uh, they tend to almost uh, follow uh, almost a bit like a river. They go this way and that way. Um, so ours are going to be a lot easier, I think, to control and mine. Um, so they're, they're big pluses uh, for our deposits. Right, and uh, all open cut initially, at least? Yeah, correct. Yeah, primarily all open cut. So you've been uh, drilling away and uh, you flagged a updated MREs in the uh, pipeline. When's, when's that expected? Uh, that should be coming out uh, in November. We're, we're, we're really sort of held up um, or held from a timeline perspective by assay turnaround, and that, that is improving. Um, but we're sort of conservatively saying in November, and if we can get assays earlier, then that'll uh, bring forward the uh, the resource update. And uh, what sort of base case have you given uh, Primero to work with? Yeah, look, the, the, our sort of internal calcs are saying, you know, somewhere between 7 and 8 million tonnes. So we're taking a, a midpoint there of 7.5 million tonnes at 1.2%. Uh, and, uh, you know, and we'll see that hopefully come through in the resource update that we, uh, we achieve or better that. In terms of a mining, we're calling it a mining inventory. Obviously, we can't call it reserves until we've completed a uh, an economic study. Um, but that's sort of the ballpark of where we'll start as our initial mine life. Can you give investors a feel for what what the exploration upside is across the project area? Oh, look, it's fantastic. We've we've only drilled ten thousand metres outside the Dome North resource, and uh, and followers of um, the company might remember we we mined a uh, an enriched cesium deposit called Sinclair about 20 kilometres away on the same project. So outside those two project areas, the resource and the Sinclair mine, we've only drilled 10,000 metres. Um, and so that's, you know, in, in the next sort of 12 months, we'll be very aggressive in stepping up our activities there. We're, we're currently, uh, we've, we've um, uh, just engaged a, a structural expert and he's looking at all the, basically all the cracks around the Piney Dome where, where pegmatites can squeeze through. Um, so he's going to help form uh, the basis of our, our exploration program going forward. Following the uh, completion of the scoping study, you'll presumably then proceed into a, a definitive feasibility study in 2023? That's... Yeah, look, it's probably going to be uh, a bit of a, a bit PFS, then DFS, sort of almost like a part A, part B because of the scale of the project. We should be able to, to morph the two in one to the other. And really, when I say that, it's really about um, just looking at optimising um, process uh, recoverability um, and, uh, and that'll be part of the PFS. What, what, you know, what reagents should we use? What grind size should we use? Um, and just making sure that we're nailing uh, the learnings that have come through from uh, earlier developments. 
uh, and then, but I still think that we should be able to, we should be able to achieve both of those um, by the end of 2023. Yeah, just on those learnings, uh, where are we at now? This would be a is this a, a Mark Three version? Yeah, I call it I call it Generation Three. I think um, you know we had the first wave through um, from sort of 16 to 19. Um, we've got um, Line Town and uh, and Core coming through and, and Mount Holland, um, and then I think you know we'll be the we'll be part of the first one of the uh, the third wave. By the time you get around to uh, building something, you'll uh, there'll be a, a, a much enlarged technical technical pool, I guess. Yeah, correct. Yeah, and I, I think from the engineering firm, they're, they're you know um, Primero have covered a lot of lithium projects now, so we're going to be able to leverage off their um, their in-house knowledge. Uh, the uh, company has a, a fairly decent market cap, $113 million, but I was just wondering in terms of looking down the road a bit and when it comes to financing project, obviously off-take arrangements will be uh, key. I was just wondering, what do you, you want from an off-take agreement? What do you envisage the shape of an agreement to be? Yeah, look, key for us, and we've had conversations, preliminary conversations with uh, quite a few parties, and what we're indicating is that we want a pathway to production. That's really important. And of course, key to that is is funding. And um, and if we can get um, so, some project funding coming through f- via the offtake partner, either from their internal funds or through an affiliated um, financing uh, institution like a bank or an Exim bank, if they can bring the majority of the funds, it makes it a lot easier for us. And there's less dilution for our shareholders for us to then go and raise you know some equity for the re- for the balance. And so we've, we've had um, uh, discussions along those lines um, with various parties and, and we're talking, you know, downstream tier one parties and, uh, and none of them are batting an eyelid about that. They understand that the, the, the key for them and, and the money for them actually comes from taking our product and turning it and valuating. So, um, so for them to be able to get their hands on low jurisdiction spodumene, i.e. something like what we have, is, is, is first prize. So has it been a perceptible, a noticeable uh, increase in interest from potential offtake partners? Uh, yeah, look, a lot. And, and um, I know that, uh, that, that our shareholders are sort of impatient for us to, to strike an offtake deal. And, uh, you know, it, we've seen companies do offtakes based on, you know, either having a resource only and, and nothing more and, and getting a cornerstone investment. Our strategy has been a little bit to be a bit more patient uh, to, to demonstrate what we have, to demonstrate scale, and that's what we're being able, able to do now. Um, and it just, it just, it just add, makes it a lot easier for the offtake partner to understand um, what they'll be getting involved in. Certainly what they're seeing is that uh, is making them very interested. Now you had the biggest uh, potential offtake there uh, uh, that you possibly could have back in April when there was a takeover approach, which was uh, rejected by the company. Glad that happened. Yeah, look, it, it just shows that it actually wasn't rejected. It was um, it ended up being withdrawn because our share price sort of ran 40% um, at the same time as other lithium uh, companies. Um, so it was just about timing. But uh, look, that just shows that um, that we'd, we we have something that's of um, significant value, and that's being appreciated and shown by peers as well as um, as potential offtake partners. You touched on uh, the downstream as looking at Australia tier one location, but I was just wondering in terms of uh, infrastructure, how's the Pioneer Dome positioned? Yeah, look, um, I'll, I'll, I'll take you through infrastructure, Barry, but I'll, I'll just want to mention too and uh, about the availability of spodumene in Australia. So we're talking a low-risk jurisdiction, the number one mining jurisdiction in the world, and there are only 13 Jork resources, and, and we're the only one that doesn't have an offtake attached to it. 
Um, but it also tells you that, um, that, they're, that they're very hard to find. I mean, companies have been looking for lithium for quite a while and there's only really been two greenfield discoveries in the last 10 years and that's our, ours and, and the Manor Lithium Project. So, you know, that's why I think um, what we have is very valuable and that's been, um, you know, the, that, that's demonstrated by the interest that's been shown by um, other companies downstream and also across the uh, the sector. In terms of where we sit, it's another added bonus. We're right next to the main highway that runs from um, Coolgardie or Kalgoorlie Coolgardie down to Esperance. We're literally just 10 k's off that road. There's already a, 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 a an unsealed all-year road that runs across from the highway due west to the project right within a couple of hundred metres. The, the area is all light, is lightly wooded. It's flat. It's it's the perfect location to develop a project. We're not stuck thousands of kilometres from, um, from um, you know, a, a town and, and, you know, mining services and people. Um, so, it's yeah, it's a really good spot to, to, to move forward on. And that's, I think that's apparent to, to the parties that we speak with. You make a very good point on the strategic nature of the uh, deposit. Uh, I wasn't aware that only uh, there was only 13 Jork uh, compliant resource estimates out there because one notable uh, big miner says that uh, this stuff is everywhere, but uh, it's not as easy to find as uh, some people think. No, it's not, and 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 that's there are two main reasons for that. And I'm not a geologist. I'm I'm an ex-bean counter, so I've got to be careful using geological terms, but um, the, the, the geoscience tools of geochemistry and geophysics don't work as well for lithium as they do for gold or, or base metals. And, and it, you know, basically if, if, if a, a spodumene pegmatite isn't sticking out of the ground, um, they become a lot more difficult to find. Um, and I think that's and the other aspect, uh, or reason for only 13 is that uh, getting access to prospective ground is difficult, particularly in WA. You've got um, prospective prospective areas that are held by big iron ore miners or gold miners or base metal miners and they don't want other necessarily want other companies on their ground uh one area native title uh, do you have a mining agreement with traditional owners yeah look we've got a fantastic relationship with the naju people um we we actually when we mined the sinclair cesium mine which sort of we discovered that in 2016 and mined it in 2018 um and that involved um in negotiation and discussions with the naju people and uh and we struck a, a heritage agreement and mining agreement that not only covered sinclair but also covered the whole project tenure plus a buffer zone so that mining agreement that we had for sinclair applies to the whole project and so that's already in place of course, going forward, we, we uh, will be engaging with the NAJU people to make sure that we take all their interests and, and concerns into account as we as we uh, develop the project. So you, you have a lot on the go. I was just wondering what the cash position inside the company is. Yeah, look, we've um, we've got uh, plenty of cash to do what we need to do. Um, we've got uh, we closed June with ten and a half in the bank, um, and we've got another three million to come through from listed options at have a, an exercise price of 15 cents and they expire in November. And we're already seeing people converting those or exercising those options now. So, you know, we're well funded for what we need to do. Um, I think there's some really strong catalysts coming up in the, in the next six months uh, and, and that might pose an opportunity for us to raise additional capital um, as we need it. Now you do, just quickly, I guess, you do have some other projects um, uh, in the gold space um, any action on those or is the focus very much on pioneer dome oh look it's, it really is um front and center on pioneer dome um we do we do work on the background on the gold projects i um i tend to get um wrapped on the knuckles when i talk about gold um but they are but they are good gold projects um they're they're, they're fan, you know fantastic locations surrounded by um gold deposits so we know the geology is really good 
Um, there are gold hits um, throughout them too. So they're good projects. Um, we just don't like to raise them too high in profile to um, almost not distract from the lithium project. No, not at all. Having said that, though, I've never seen a – you've got a very long list of joint venture interests where you're carried, including an interesting one, ACRA with Northern Star for gold. So. Yeah, look, and they're, they're sort of that strategic for us. We – uh, you, as a junior, you, you can't do everything. Um, you've got to focus. And um, so part of that focusing was to, to rather than just, you know, sell or drop ground, we've found the right partners to take those projects forward. So we sit there um, with no cash commitment until decisions are mine. So, you know, post-discovery. Uh, and uh, and now we've got some really good partners like Northern Star involved. So, you know, I'd rather let the experts um, do the difficult part of making discoveries uh, and then we sit there and get a free ride through to a decision to mine. So back on to uh, the prime focus, obviously. Uh, lithium, what's your take on the lithium markets? Oh, look, I um, obviously follow it very closely and uh, and uh, I, the fundamentals are so strong. I mean, there, there's so much uh, pent-up demand for EVs um, that, uh, that, you know, that's going to continue uh, infinitum. And, uh, and as I said to you, the, the, the key prize for offtake partners is to make sure they find um, spodumene that can be ESG compliant and it's from a low risk jurisdiction. So really, you know, the, the, the jurisdiction front and centre are WA and, uh, and Canada. Um, and so if you've got a deposit in those two areas, um, you've, you've got a pretty good business case to go forward. Now, let's uh, bring it all together and give investors a feel for what they should be looking out for in the next 12 months or so. Look, uh, in the next three months, it'll be, uh, it'll be about the resource upgrade. Um, we'll complete the scoping study. Um, that'll be able to demonstrate um, the economic value and um, and robustness of a uh, of a, a smaller start sized lithium project like Core Lithium, uh, and then it's moving into studies and uh, more detailed studies, but also working very hard on exploration. So, you know, we don't want to stop where we are with our current resource. It's got to, we want to make it a lot bigger. Um, you know, we've got uh, uh, aspirations to be a uh, you know a, 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 an eminent uh, well a, a, a a big player in the lithium supply chain, and uh, and so it's all about exploration, but it's also about moving forward on the, on the development front. Just uh, one thing I'll touch on before wrapping up um, is the enterprise value. You know, yeah, everyone does it in the gold sector where you can look at the underlying resource and come up with a sort of EV met, uh, a metric. You know, uh, where do you guys sit? We're undervalued, in my opinion, and and according to that analysis, you know, based on EV versus our peers and I think part of that is to do with the fact that uh, we haven't updated the resource since 2020 and there are reasons for that. We focused on 2020 when the lithium was in the doldrums on our gold projects and we had a market cap of sort of between 10 and 15 million so you know we had to be very careful with our money Um, and uh, it's really been in the last uh, 12 months that we've been able to focus you know just on the lithium project and trying to to add uh, resource tons so I think um, us Updating the resource um, in November is going to help uh, people understand where we're at, uh, and then and then the scoping study will wrap economics around that. Well, there you go, folks. A company with a strategic spodumene resource under its belt on a pathway to production, and all from a tier one location. So, interesting story, Tim. Uh, good luck with it all. We're watching with interest. Thanks very much, Barry, and I appreciate uh, the questions and uh, and your insight. Cheers, mate.